What is going on, everybody? Welcome to hopefully the final episode, maybe not, of Last Year Tonight. It's been a while, it feels like, but I'm back hosting, and as always, I'm joined by my co-founders in Good Vibes Gaming, Ash Paulson in the upper left, Derek Bittner in the upper right, me down here on bottom because that's just where I live. Uh, but before <laughs> I throw it to the master oh, of man. ceremonies, this episode of Last Year Tonight is brought to you by Michael Phone. Are you tired with the negativity in games coverage? Are you looking for new, a new game to play? Well, good news. Michael Phone is starting a new series finding all the good in media that's considered underrated, forgotten, or downright mediocre. The first two episodes have been released talking about Dead Island and everybody's favorite, Bobcat Bubsy. What could possibly go wrong? And once the channel hits <laughs> 2,500 subscribers, there will be a very special episode on Fast and the Furious Crossroads. Uh, go ahead and... Uh, hit Hell the link yeah. in the description to go to Michael Phone on YouTube, <laughs> uh, where you can check out a video called "Literally Everyone Hates Pizza." I, uh, I, I don't agree, but uh, yeah, that's, check it out. I think that might be objectively untrue. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that is wrong. <laughs> Shame on yeah. you, Michael Phone. Anyway, I love I love how Jesse in the chat already thought what I thought. Already an out of context clip to make after your intro, Steve. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Listen, that is just, just wrong. Like exactly a, like, what I pad down writing all this stuff. It is uh-huh. just set. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, 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 well. Thank thank you to Michael Phone for sponsoring this episode too. Um, and we will we will. Uh, catch up with that next uh wednesday i think but anyway 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 we're here to talk about all our favorite games from last year the longest year in recorded human history that's just a fact uh, i'm gonna <laughs> yes. go ahead and throw it to our master of ceremonies derek no nickname bittner <laughs> what have we got where are we starting off we're starting august with uh on the fourth as we had fall guys ultimate knockout finally come to everybody and it became a huge hit for about two weeks. And now it's just sort of like, yeah, I, it, it's it's around. It's sort of in that same sort of vector where uh, it's like, yeah, I know Fall Guys. That's fun. I play it on occasion. And that's about it. Not, not, not necessarily the uh, smash success that it started out as, I'd say. And I haven't really played it since that time we played it uh, when we were like when it was coming out and we, you got us all that code and we tried it out together. <clears throat> And I had to play with the mouse and keyboard because I couldn't find. I was in the middle of Ugh. moving. And I couldn't find my controller for the PC. Oh, I yeah. would hate to play that game with a mouse and keyboard. I I, I played a ton of Fall Guys. Uh, it, it has ended up being one of my surprise kind of hits of the year. Uh, I think one of the reasons it uh, it isn't as big as it could be now is because they took a little too long to react to to releasing new content. Season two kind of felt a bit more like season one point five. There just wasn't that much new content there. But season three, I'm still playing it. Basically, my uh, two of my best friends and I get together every Monday night and just play some Fall Guys, have some beers over Discord. And uh, so I've been having a lot of fun with it. And season three was that big update that it really needed a little earlier than it actually got it. Uh, but it's still yeah. a lot of fun. I'm still having a good time with it. I, I could definitely see that. I really, you know, I mentioned this uh, before Spectrum, like, decided to just end, end you talking about yeah. Fall Guys uh, <laughs> last time we right. tried this. But... Um, I was a big fan of Fall Guys. Like through season one, I feel like it just suffers from a lack of uh, mini game variety. Like, just keep adding stuff on. I do need to check out season three. Um, but like you mentioned, you have a very loyal group of friends that get together to play this with you, and I think that right. that is so key to enjoying this game. And when my is. best friend bounced off Fall Guys, like that killed it for me. 
because yeah. I think it is absolutely a game that is better enjoyed with a group of friends rather than just you being one of the many playing it. So if I could get a regular group, I probably would still be playing it to this day. But I think uh, a lot of people, like my best friend, bounced off of it at season two and just they haven't really become big enough to capture uh, the collective imagination of people, you know, want, looking for something to play. I think among us kind of slid in and, and just yeah. murdered that. hype. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, it really did. Um, I, I actually, uh, Tim Rattray brings up a good point is it was basically the most popular doing its PS plus <clears throat> boost, which isn't surprising. So everybody was checking out for free. It's like, Oh, okay. And then I think they, I think that was kind of catastrophic for them. Well, not catastrophic, but not as good for them. I was like, it's not quite successful. With, I was yeah, like, catastrophic. Couldn't, couldn't, they couldn't maintain that momentum because season two right. wasn't, apparently wasn't quite up to snuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, just a bad, like right out of the gate. Wait, I think they were expecting more of a chance to slowly build up, and it was like, bam, everybody loves this. Like, oh, crap, what do we do? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but they just lost that on that chance. And I'm, yeah. you know, again, I haven't played it a ton, uh, just that little bit, and it, it seemed fine. But I have no inclination to go back to it at this point. It is it is what it is. I mean, it, it's essentially Mario Party minigames, the game, but with the worst physics. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, like there's a bit of jank with Fall Guys, and you kind of know that going in. But that's also a bit part of the appeal, I guess, is that there's a there's there's definitely a skill based element, no doubt. It's not all random, mm. but there is a certain level of randomness that you just have to accept. Kind of like with Mario Kart, where there's some jank's going to happen, and you just have to laugh and and roll roll with the punches. And but I, I hear mm. you, Steve. If I didn't have those two dedicated friends who still played it every Monday, I wouldn't still be playing it either. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I. I... Anyway, <laughs> that's all yeah. I can say about Fall Guys, really. <laughs> all right, well, let's move on to our August 7th game. And I'm not sure if any of us actually played it, but that is when Fast and Furious Crossroads came out. And I'll be honest, <laughs> I had no idea that's when it, like, it, 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 it had already released. I'm like, I wonder what happened to that Fast and Furious game. Well, it turns out it already released, and I heard nothing about it. There was no buzz whatsoever around this game. I want to play more I, I barely checked it out I played like a little of it Not it was very unremarkable nothing I, I can't really talk about it to be honest but I want to play it more only because it's a Fast and Furious game and I'm just a shamelessly hardcore Fast and Furious fan my wife and I both are oh my gosh uh, you know we, we, we both love to live our lives a quarter mile at a time uh, we're all about the Toretto <laughs> oh my family God. no hey I'm telling you when I say we're oh, hardcore I know fans you, I, I, I mean know. it <laughs> I mean it I mean um, so so yeah. I had up until very recently never seen a Fast and the Furious movie. Um, but my wife, like what? as though unearthing some kind of ancient tome, like brought out this binder of DVDs. Because if you own a Fast and the Furious movie, apparently it has to be in a DVD binder. And then she yep. <laughs> she takes it out and she's like, we're watching this tonight. And I objectively, like just looking at it critically, right? I was like, this thing has like the production values of like a high rent porno. <laughs> like there is What? You mean the, the first original one? Fast and the, the, oh, the original. Okay, the first one. Fair yeah. enough, fair I enough. I was like, who is this who is this I, hey, villain hey, in man, life? They're stealing they're they're stealing the high end stuff. What was it? DVD players? That's the yeah. high end stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I assume it, it kinda saints rose itself and gets crazier sequel to sequel, but oh, yeah. that first one, watching it in twenty twenty one, I was like Oh yeah! What is this? <laughs> like, like it, it, everyone honestly, here. 
you got to wait till the fifth movie for it to really get to the craziness that it's known for. <laughs> yeah, is, I would that say is... that that's when it starts. Like when the, I mean, the movies up to that are still fun, other than the second one, which is just garbage. Um, but yeah, Fast Five, as Derek said, is when the the series really goes because high. Fast Four, they kind of get becomes... the crew back together and it's fine. Yeah. But Fast Five, I think, is when it's like, oh, okay, now we're going to pay attention. Now we've got the Rock. <laughs> now we've got really. It goes from being like about street races to like international heists and saving the world and just ridiculous stuff. And uh, <laughs> I, they haven't gone to space yet, though. And I'm just hoping that by Fast and Furious Eleven, which is supposed to be the last one, as I understand it, they they go to space. I want to see cars in space. <laughs> what are we up to now? How many sequels? Uh, nine is nine was supposed to come out last year, and it's okay. coming out this year now because of the pandemic. Right, and then we also uh, had that spinoff of Hobbs and Shaw, and right, Hobbs which and I didn't see. That was a lot of fun. It, it, mm. it was just goofy, you know, cartoony <sighs> action. Michael McCall, I so hope that's the name. Fast Ten, your fe- your seatbelts. Oh wow. Go oh, man, that should that be is, Michael McCall. That's a fantastic. That's idea. so good. That is that is that's some so Azran level punnery. Yeah, I like it. That's <laughs> really good. Yep, love it. Mm. You know, I, I yeah, do have I, to point I out, have though, no inclination to pick up this movie, <laughs> this game. I should say. Sure. Also yeah. on that date, however, uh, the PC port of Horizon Zero Dawn released, and that was my first experience with Horizon Zero Dawn. And I found it really fascinating because everyone was like, oh, my God, this port sucks. It's so terrible. You know, like bad mouthing it. And I was like, this game's really great. (laughs) I had no frame of reference for what was missing. So I was like, this is an awesome game. I'm loving the hell out of it. I still love it. I've I've not touched it on PS4 yet because I was like, this is perfectly fine. Like it runs at 60 FPS. It's ultra wide on my computer. I really enjoy it. I, I see why people love uh, Horizon Zero Dawn so much, and if don't let people saying the PC port sucks uh, dissuade you if you've never played the PlayStation version. I'm here to tell you it's fine. <laughs> like it, it right. definitely mm-hmm. works, and you probably, unless you look it up, will have no idea what's wrong with it. And I think right. they fixed it too. Worth since playing, then. Period. Yeah, like Horizon uh, is such a phenomenal game that I would recommend to anybody who just likes I mean, good games. I, I picked it up for 10 bucks and have, like, the complete edition that has, like, the DLC along with it. I want to play it. I need to play it. Uh, Amy really wants me to play it because she watched a playthrough and fell in love with the game. It's And so it's, like, good. dying to talk about it with me. Nice. Uh, so <laughs> I, need to, I need to sit down and just play this. Uh, but it's, you know, finding the time. Um, which, you know, I, I want to. I, I feel like I need to do it before the, the sequel comes out. Yeah. Uh, at the very least. So yeah. it'll it'll happen. It's but, one of those uh, games where like I I, ca- I I spent the whole game because it's it's essentially a sci-fi story, and I spent the whole game trying to you know predict the twist, the big okay, why is the world the way it is? Why are there robot dinosaurs? What happened? I kept trying to re- to predict that, and I still got it wrong. It, and 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 it, and it felt like organic. It, it wasn't like a stupid Deus Ex Machina. Like where the hell did that come from? It felt like a really cool organic twist that i just wasn't able to figure out so you got to play it man it's a great I, game. the unfortunate unfortunate part is i even though i kind of had a, a, a wonder about it the uh trailer for the sequel did kind of spoil the bit of the a little setting. bit a little yeah. bit yeah yeah um but yeah and one hey live streams are a thing <laughs> yeah it's i true. mean i just a matter of i have a lot of games lined up for my live streams but we'll see uh, how that all goes. In the meantime, though, uh, I'd say the next major release 
was on August 18th, where we got Microsoft Flight Simulator on Windows, which actually I think we already talked about this on Xbox One, didn't we? Uh, yes. I think we did. Because I feel yeah. like we already talked yeah. about this. Because it came to so. Windows after, yeah. Right. I. It's, or wait, no, we that's have some not gaps right. in between here. That's not right. Huh? Is it not? It's still not on Xbox One. <laughs> I'm an Xbox Series oh. X, not One. No, I, it's still not on Xbox Series, Series X. X wasn't out by this point. Oh, right. Of course it wasn't. For some reason, I thought it came to Xbox first. I don't no, know No, we. you know what happened? We were talking about this when Spectrum killed Ash. Oh. oh is that what it was? That's so funny. Okay. Yes. Okay. This is the game we That's were funny. on. So, so okay. we've talked about it, kind of. No um, wonder it felt so familiar. Yeah, yeah, because it, it I, comes to Xbox yeah. this year, so 2021. Okay. I remember when I first saw the, the the initial trailer for this, I had no idea what it was because I don't play Microsoft Flight Simulator. And then when I found out that it was that, I'm like, this is the first time I've cared about a flight sim since Pilot Wings. Like, literally <laughs> the first time. And I want to play this. It's it's not for me. It, no, is, okay. it is an absolutely gorgeous technical showcase of, of what next-gen technology can do but one my computer just sounds like it's it's gonna take off when i'm playing it (laughs) and two i mean i think uh you know there's there's like the if i had to compare it to like racing games right there's burnout and then there's like gran turismo and then there's just driving a car (laughs) and (laughs) i would i would say that this flight simulator literally lands between the tier of gran turismo and driving a car like it is super complicated and i am way more of like a pilot wings guy tell me that zr makes it go up and zl makes it go down and i'm Mm, good but this is like you gotta check frequencies and and flip knobs and levers and i'm like being a pilot's hard (laughs) it's not my thing as much yeah, it looks gorgeous. I'm sure it's fine for the people who like it. This is not my thing. I would bounce off right. this so freaking quick. I would watch someone else play it just for the visual, like the scenery. Yeah, but I'm I'm Spectacle. definitely not picking it up. Like, there's a controller interface for it, and I was like, yep, I'm gonna need a manual. <laughs> like, I'm I'm out. Right. <laughs> I'm just reminded of um, what was that that mech game that had the the massive two hundred dollar controller? Oh, Steel Battalion. Oh, uh... Steel yeah, Battalion, Battalion, just a Steel yeah, Battalion-like yeah, yeah. controller that it simulates an actual, okay. you know, I will say, though, plane. the difference is that was super cool. <laughs> like, I bought my dad uh-huh. that, and I remember <laughs> being utterly crushed because my dad uh, played an old series called Mech Warrior uh, mm. for the PC. And that. he was such oh, yeah, a huge fan of Mech Warrior that he once drove us all to Walnut Creek in California and like paid hundreds of dollars for us to play it in VR. And I, I'm using this because it was nineties VR, so it was terrible. Like but right. you sat inside a cockpit yeah. with like all these switches and stuff. So I bought him Steel Battalion thinking like this is the next best thing. And he bounced off that shit so fast. He was like, this really? sucks. <laughs> like, uh, I, I know it's it's not Mech Warrior is definitely more arcadey, so it, yeah. this went more sim, mm-hmm. so Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He he loves the the kind of arcade feel of Mech Warrior games, which to be fair can be fun. But yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh there are two other games that came out on the eighteenth though. Uh the first of which, the one I uh I really enjoyed and would love to get back yeah. to to just finish off is Spiritfarer. What a pleasant surprise of an indie game. Um 
because you've had it, so many things to say about this, so many great things to say. about I, this. I think the reason I was so taken by it is because it's totally the type of game that I would just bounce off of. Otherwise, it's a mm-hmm. it, there. It's essentially in a how do I put it? It's a sim game. Well, not a sim game, but a kind of sim game, like in the same vein of Harvest Moon, where you're just taking care of people and building things up. But it has so many goals to do and you're exploring and expanding and getting these new things and you're getting just um, constant feedback and really getting to know these other characters. And then when you send your, send your first person to the other side, it's like, oh my God, my heart. Yeah. <laughs> yep. just, and then it's just really carried me through and I, I want to get back to it. But my problem is uh, the code I got for it was for PC I'm not oh. a fan of playing on my PC. I just yeah, same. I, I prefer for most games to play on a console, and unfortunately, I, I like it's like well, I want to. I'll have to get it on Switch and have to start over, which is not the best prospect for me. And I have to, because um, it would take a while because I think I put like good fifth, ten, ten oh. to fifteen hours in it already. Yeah, that'll take you a while. So. Yeah. And, and it does it's run not, really yeah. well on Switch, which is unfortunate right. that you ended up with the Steam code. It's yeah. As you said, Derek, it's not the kind of game I would normally think I'd ever enjoy, but you have said so many great things about it that it's on, it's certainly on my list to check out if I ever have time. I know that I'm going to like the feels part of it, for sure. You know, I, it, I know that it's... Good. I'm going to love that part of it, but the I don't usually like Sim-esque gameplay, but... You, you have to have, almost put yourself into a calming this is a zen out game gotcha to me gotcha like you, you you're not going in there high action it's just like i'm just gonna chill with a game and turn not not turn off my brain but just sort of like hey i got to do this i gotta build this thing up oh this person wants this right. item where do i find it and go get that and it's just kind of keeps it moving and i really want to get back to it and see how it just all wraps up because right. it is freaking adorable it really is, it is and- so freaking adorable it is one of the most gorgeously animated games to come out this generation. I mean, mm-hmm. it is in, in terms of animation. I can't think of many games that come close to Spirit Fair. I love your little spirit ball that transforms into the different tools. Yep, Me that too. is <laughs> so freak. Like from pot holders to uh, a saw that your cat carries the other end of, and I don't know. It's just so good. I really enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, before we move on, I just want to say a quick hello to Joseph Rutkin, who says, Hi, guys. Finally here live. Yeah, we don't Yay. see your name in the chat very often, so yeah. hey uh, nice to see you. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> uh, the other game that came out on the 18th was Raji, an ancient epic. And that was the uh, Indian-developed game, uh, definitely right. pulling from that mythology. Uh, then I played a little bit of I got I picked it up just to do a, a game and watch for it. And I enjoyed what was there, but it's, I feel like it's a little rough around the edges. It always felt a little stiff to me. Combat felt mm-hmm. fine-ish. It, it, yeah. you, you almost get... I was definitely more taken in by the uh, story and the mythology that was being built up than anything else. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like this game... I, and I played a little bit of it, but I kind of bounced off of it. I feel like mm-hmm. Raji is a very similar story to uh, Mulaka, which was another game built, you know, in, in yes, a country exactly. we don't normally get games from. And I love that. And I love that yeah. Nintendo does a great job of promoting these games. But I also feel like in terms of like they have interesting settings, 
really interesting stories, especially because it's stuff that's not familiar to to an American audience for the most part. I know I'm mm-hmm. certainly ignorant of of the uh, stories these games are telling, but they they tend to fall a little bit flat in the gameplay department. That makes it, it it's a shame because they're otherwise very compelling. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would love to see these games get like a a you know. Tr- like development support from these bigger companies to help them smooth out those those fine details because um, I think that these games like they they could be much bigger than they turned out to be if instead of just uh, signal boosting them Nintendo or whoever provided provided some additional support on the development end uh, which right. I think would be just that extra step to, to really uh take stories like these and bring them to much, much wider audiences. Agreed. Yeah, I, I didn't get to play Raji. It was it was definitely something I wanted to check out based on the uh, the Nindy showcase where it was revealed. But I did play Mulaka and and you described it to a T, Steve. It's it's a story worth being told, obviously, and, and I, I love having games that come from countries that often don't don't release games. Uh, but it, it was certainly a little rough around the edges, uh, gameplay-wise, and I could I could tell that that seemed to be the case with Raji as well, just kind of based on footage and, and what Derek had said about it. But mm. I'd still like to check it out. I still have interest in it. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I, I want to get back to it at some point and sort of uh, finish it off just to see what kind of was done because the story is kind of basic, but also so steeped in mythology. Again, I was intrigued because there's a lot of deities you don't really hear about from the Indian. You got the major ones, of course, but then you get the uh, more obscure ones. I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, the next uh, game that came out, when August was more packed than I remembered. I remember, it's crazy. August 20th, only two days later, Battletoads came out, finally. And Ugh. I know John played it. Did any of us play it? Because I, I certainly... No. Okay. I, did. I did not. So, so I, I have a pretty good friendship with the folks over at Microsoft, and um, John was definitely you know covering it. But I had uh, I had talked to some of my friends over there, and I was like, "Hey, look, it is a my birthday, <laughs> and B, <laughs> I am for said birthday. I'm taking a trip to go see a friend. I would love, 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 love to play Battletoads with him because it's my best friend. We used to get, you know." completely hammered together and, and play through couch co-op games. That was like our, our, our thing, you know, and he moved away. And so, uh, I had a rare opportunity to play couch co-op with him and Battletoads, if you know, is, is only couch co-op. There's no online play, which is terrible. Um, which is weird for a non Nintendo yeah. release. Yeah. It, it was really bizarre. And actually, uh, so, so we got the game. We, we played through it over the course of like a weekend and it was such a letdown. I, I, it's kind of I'm so like disappointed it. by it. Like, the turbo tunnel was way too easy. Sorry, the gameplay was just repetitive and kind of boring. Like, it didn't have... It felt really soulless. Like, it... Mm. I mean, it had a few laugh-out-loud moments in cutscenes, but by and large, it was just this incredibly forgettable, kind of bland game. That's a shame, because I saw a few yeah. of the cutscenes that seemed pretty funny. Yeah, like I said, the cutscenes can be funny from time to time, but uh, <laughs> in fact, I actually remember the, the one the one that makes me laugh, and I wish I could remember it fully, but like the Battletoads are describing themselves uh, to a reporter, and they describe themselves as like superheroes, and the reporter's just like, newsflash, no you're not, 
And I just, I don't know why, but I just started busting up laughing at that line uh, and the specific delivery of it. But that's, that's like the good. high point of the whole game. <laughs> so That's too bad because, you know, Microsoft was able to get, get it right with Killer Instinct for all intents and purposes, for most intents and purposes. And mm-hmm. uh, apparently not Battletoads. And I mean, even Kai, clearly Kai was at his Kai. most upset during, you know, the, the talk about Battletoads. So I don't think he liked it either. And, you know, always trust a baby, right? So yeah. I... Uh, yeah, no, I I just didn't have too much interest in this, I guess. I, I've never been the, been the biggest Battletoads fan. Sorry to all the Battletoads out there. They just kind of always read to me like low-rent Ninja Turtles. Sorry. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never really had that much uh, personal interest in it. But, it, you know, any any time there's a really good beat-em-up released is a good thing for all fans of beat-em-ups, which yeah. I am. So I was hoping it would be better than it seems to have turned out. It's a bit of a shame because I, you know, I have Battletoads on Genesis. I've I've experienced the infamous, uh, you know, jet level, the the, the turbo bike levels, tunnel. yeah, turbo tunnel, and it was one of the. It's like I always got frustrated. Um, so you know, I was curious, but it also wasn't totally sold on it. It's just one of those things. Like, okay, I'll check it out. If it's good. It's not. It's only okay. Okay, I'll skip it. No big deal. Yeah. So, yep. Um, all right. Well, next uh, thing we got, my God, August 21st, uh, we got the release of Samurai Jack Battle Through Time, which I uh, <laughs> only played a little bit of. I played a, a decent amount um, going through the game uh, just because I was a big fan of Samurai Jack back in the day. And it's a perfectly serviceable action game, 3D action game that basically is like, Here's the highlights of the show. Here's these places you know, the enemies you know, and go through that. <laughs> so hmm. that's up. I don't think either of you two have ever nope. experienced Samurai Jack, so we'll just kind of move I on. Saw, I saw okay. a little footage of it. I will say that visually it looked pretty cool because I, I, uh, when I was putting together uh, a promo trailer for a recent episode of Game That Tune, the show I do with my dad, uh, we had uh, Phil Lamar on one, uh, for one month, right. who, of course, is the voice of Samurai Jack. And so I always put together a little promo trailer for the special guests we have on each month. And so I, of course, pulled some footage from Battle Through Time. It looked pretty cool, I have to say, especially for a licensed there, game. There's some decent parts in there. It's not fantastic, yeah. but it does some elements very well. And Cool. Did your dad go in and re-record new lines? Because his character was in there, his little dog. I don't remember. I feel like I remember they, I heard that they just lifted his lines from the show. That makes I, I sense, because he's not in yeah. there a lot. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think he recorded new lines for it, but don't quote me on that either. Right. Yeah. Well, let's move on. And uh, I think the next major release was August 27th, where we got... Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Oof. remastered. Oh man, <laughs> I have never been more disappointed for a game I I was convinced I wanted than when I played yeah, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Like what mm. a, a horrible, horrible port of an excellent game. <sighs> I mean, like I yeah, I Crystal Chronicles was one of my favorite games on the GameCube. Like, I loved... Like, the GBA connectivity in that game was awesome, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And I I remember just kind of... I, I was big into, like, the whole 
you know, multiplayer couch co-op kind of experience with those games. And I was really looking forward to this having good or at least halfway decent online. And it just failed like in every which regard. I, I didn't make it through the review period. I stopped playing this game before it came out. (laughs) I was just like, no, I'm such a shame. Yeah. I remember John. What? Or actually, was it you, Derek? Were we? I, I played with Don. Yeah, we were all trying to like get a match started, and I think you and Don were the only ones that were able to actually play together. Like the whole thing was, and then it ended up busted. I want to say in one country, and it might still be busted. Like Jeez. maybe I mean the weird thing here, the the death knell of it is that you could only stay in a party for one level at a time. You had to constantly disconnect and reconnect and get back. And only the host would actually carry over the progress. And it just was a pain. And the whole point of it was to make it so much nicer to play because you didn't have to worry about all the cords and whatnot. But I'm sorry. The best way to still play this game is to, Hunt down three, four Game Boy Advances, get a party of yeah. friends together on your GameCube, and play it that way, because it just shame. does not work. It's mainly if you're going to make any progress, you're going to have to play this game single player, which sucks. It sucks. Um, and I also I, heard that you had to like whenever you did play an online game, if you wanted to keep playing, you had to like log on like sign out sign out and then yes not that's what i was out, just saying you had to, you like, had to disconnect okay, from each yeah. other each time yeah it, just... it would disband your online party after every single mission which is like how like, does what? that make it through more than one person like <laughs> yeah you would think any tester and i'm to be fair i want to be clear i'm not blaming testers because testers often raise sure. issues like this and they get ignored but mm. i have to wonder how like developers or or whoever was the decision maker didn't go wow this is incredibly unfun to play and frustrating like why would we not why not just keep the party open like there had to be and i i wish i could be a fly on the wall at square to find out like when they were discussing this how they came down to this is the right way to proceed and i have Mm -hmm. to imagine it just comes down to not caring like yeah that's kind of what i was thinking like we're just getting this out and we we got other more important things we want to do, but we promised this would release. So here it is. And this the sad thing is this got this d- delayed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, imagine yeah, the version did. they didn't release. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really, I, I think it just, I think they were, they had a certain budget for it. I, I, I don't, unfortunately, I think my, my, my guess is that the truth is that it just wasn't a huge priority and they decided that they could get away with not, you know, not and not mm-hmm. making those specific improvements, I guess, because I'm almost sure that testers raised the issue in QA. I'd be oh, shocked if I they didn't. So, just like, this doesn't work. Yeah. Um, um, but it's a shame. This is a game, like you said, Steve, that I thought I really wanted. I really liked playing Crystal Chronicles back in the GameCube, but even with all the Game Boy Advances and cables, and I thought this would be so cool, and they just mm-hmm. yep, completely under-delivered. Um, before we move on to the next game, uh, I wanted to uh, go back to a game that released on, was it August 25th, and Dusk Mirage mentioned it as well. They say, on a lighter note, want to quickly shut out the release of No Straight Roads on August 25th. Damn good game, if a little clunky at points. So yeah, just really quick, this is a rhythm game that our good friend Aaron Cooper uh, was involved in. He was involved oh. in the uh, publishing in. And uh, he had, had talked to me about the game. I haven't had a chance to play it. I, I just want to. Uh, But I'm just going to read a sentence uh, about the story of this game. 
The game takes place in the fictional high-tech metropolis of Vinyl City, which is stated to be the music capital of the world. The city is governed by No Straight Roads, NSR, a corrupt electronic music label whose goal is to monopolize the music industry and continue their control of the city and maintain order. Uh, so essentially, the, the, the characters you play as, they're like rockers. And so it sets up this like rock versus evil electronic music empire story that sounds so interesting to me just from the outside looking in. And I really want to find some time to get around to playing this game because it nice. seems pretty interesting. It, it kind of sounds like a little bit like Aerosmith's Revolution X shooter. It does, right? Yeah. It so does. Yeah. So uh, uh, shout out to my good buddy, Aaron. I definitely still want to check this game out. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to shout out one game that actually came out on the 28th. Uh, the 28th was was a good and a bad day because Jump Force Deluxe came out for the Switch, which, why? <laughs> I just uh, yeah. want I just want to point that out. I've played it on the Switch. It's as bad as you expect it to be. Um, But, and this is a game I haven't really gotten to talk a lot about, just because uh, stuff. Uh, But Captain Tsubasa Rise of New Champions came out for Windows, Switch, and PS4. And that is a damn great game. Like, I'm not a fan of Captain Tsubasa, and I'm not a fan of soccer, but it is still a really fun game. Like, (laughs) it looked pretty ridiculous. It is, yeah, great, like, arcade style soccer game with over the top, like, special techniques. Like, I mean, imagine if you've never seen the movie Shaolin Soccer 1, shame on you, you should see it. Um, but imagine soccer like mixed with Dragon Ball Z and you'll get the idea like you'll kick a ball and it'll like burst into flames and the goalie will catch it and start screaming like ah, and the Mario like, strikers we deserve. Yeah, it'll it'll yeah. like fly out of his hands and it'll do like, you know, just over the top sound effects and stuff. I love this game and it is mm. it's I love it just because of the sheer absurdity of it and what it does to an otherwise very boring sport in my humble opinion. Um, mm. But yeah. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Go watch someone play it. There's, it's, it's pretty funny, <laughs> and, uh, so, and, and it's actually mechanically very fun to play. So, Steve, I used to think the same thing as you about soccer, and I'll just say you have you haven't lived until you've gone to a soccer game in Brazil. I went on a, on a press trip to Sao Paulo once, and it was a Pro Evolution soccer press trip. Oh wow! And they took us. Konami took us to a to an actual like live soccer game in Sao Paulo. And the energy, I'm not even a big sports guy, the energy in the air was absolutely electrifying. People were just, wow. the, mm. the passion was incredible. And it, was, it just made it so exciting, even though I'm not a soccer fan. So I, I hear you, but if you, if you ever get the chance to go to Brazil, go to a soccer game. Because, man, man, it was cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I can just feel that energy anytime I watched. Uh, I had a friend that's really into uh, soccer. He's originally from Bolivia, so it makes sense. And he'd watch the... Uh, uh, Spanish network were covering the soccer games and just the energy of the announcers like it, oh it's like looking at the screen it's like barely anything's going on it feels like and then there, but it's just constant ver like words coming out it's like well, it's just a, the most amazing thing in the world it's like that's how you watch soccer is oh, having yeah. these uh, Spanish announcers my my best friend the one I mentioned earlier in the Battletoad story he is a huge huge Liverpool football club fan and we used to live together and I would wake up to him just being like, let's fucking go like screaming top of his lungs. I'd be like, Oh, you must be <laughs> watching the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to get up now. <laughs> uh, so, uh. so yeah, I, I definitely get that. What you're saying about the, uh, the excitement. Cause I, I would even like, 
I'd be like, well, you know, whatever he's excited about, I, I better go take a look. <laughs> and I would end up watching right. an entire Liverpool game with him, even though I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I'm just happy for my friend who's <laughs> yeah. really excited. Yeah. Um, by the way, I want to give a, a quick warm welcome to Moon Macarons and Arch Janes in the chat. Those are two more names Hello. I recognize. So we're very happy to uh, have you here. And thank you for joining us. executive producers. Ooh, very cool. Hell yeah, they are. Um, which means we'll be reading you, uh, reading your names out at the end. But thank you for being here live. We we still have two more games I want to cover in uh, August because for some reason August, August was stacked. My God, it was. Uh, first it really was, was first was Moon Remix uh, RPG Adventure, a PS One game that never came stateside. Uh, and finally got the chance. I have not played it myself, but I've heard really amazing things. Yeah, uh, it's like the un RPG. Uh, and like the anti- really goes RPG, against the grain. Yeah. It's almost more of an adventure game, from what I understand it. But uh, I, I do want to sit down and play it at some point because it seems so fascinating. Yeah, wasn't that? Uh, didn't didn't our previous guest uh, Rebecca Valentine talk a lot about that? Or am I, I believe of a so? Mood? Yes. Yes, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. If if you don't trust us, trust she did. Rebecca. She she She's talked brilliant. about it for a while. Yeah. Was I was going to say I just wasn't sure if yeah. it was the same moon, but she also just picked no, up a gig one. at IGN. So congrats, Rebecca. Congrats. That's awesome. Congrats to her. Yeah. But yeah. But I really want to play her this. talking about it. Convinced me as well. So. Yeah. Apparently, it turns a lot of JRPG tropes on your ear, and it's very Earthbound esque. Which hey, sign me up on both counts. And so, and it yeah. is the perfect GVG game because if you remember. Not only did Rebecca Valentine uh, promote it here on the channel, but it was also translated by our previous guest, uh, Tim Rogers. So, oh yeah, right. the ties to TNT are strong with that game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfect. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think any of us have actually played it yet, so we can't go into nope. too much detail. Right. Uh, the other game I was going to mention, just because I know you'd want to talk about it, Ash, uh, even though I don't think you've played it yet, is Tell Me Why, which is the one with the right. uh, from the people who did uh what was it um uh life is strange don't know life is like life is strange and had a trans protagonist so yeah um, exactly so this is the first uh, chapter came out on that day when yeah so tell me why features uh the first transgender playable character from any major studio uh with you know with don't nod and square enix publishing and as i understand it the game has has done really well for itself in terms of its perception uh, apparently the the portrayal of this trans protagonist is is thoughtful and respectful. I can't say for sure because I haven't played it, and that's not necessarily up to me. But I've heard good things, and I can only spread what I've heard. So this is something I really want to play. I loved Life is Strange. Uh, and, and my wife did, too. We played it together, and we just loved the whole game. So this is something I, I want to get around to playing. In fact, my wife and I are playing Detroit Become Human right now uh, mm. together. But after that, we might actually jump into this and check it out i definitely want to nice cool well, uh i'm surprised Derek. you didn't want to talk about the last campfire i saw it but i never played it so i don't i, I saw it there i was like well i haven't played it and i don't think you two played it oh so for some reason i thought you'd it played it i don't know why okay i don't for some reason nope. i thought you'd played it i don't know it why looked, then, then ignore me. it looked interesting <laughs> but I, I definitely didn't get a chance to play it so i was just gonna skip it for now it did look really interesting yeah. anyway yeah uh, moving, we finally, finally reached September. My God. <laughs> Jeez, right? Um, and the first big release uh, that I'm seeing on here is September 4th, Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dear. Hmm. To talk about where Avengers, to even, we have to yeah, go where back to, even to begin E3 with 2018? Was mm-hmm. it 2018? Yes. 
2018, I believe. when they revealed the design of all the characters, and everyone was like, that's a red flag. These guys don't look great. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I remember thinking, like, wow, they really, really have their work cut out for them. And they, they said, like, oh, we're going to go back and, and make changes and address feedback. And then I saw the characters never change. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's that kind of addressing feedback. And sure enough, the game came out... And it was, like, trying to be two very different things at the same time. And it didn't execute on either of them properly. What they should have done, free advice, is just make a Kamala Khan game and leave it at that. Because her sections in Avengers were excellent. Mm -hmm. But then they're like, hey, we should, like, glue on parts of Destiny and let them play as Iron Man and the Hulk, but not make them different enough. Like, none of it Mm. felt good. Um, except for the Kamala Khan bits. Like, it, it's almost like they... I would not be surprised if it came out years from now that they wanted to do a Miss Marvel game and some idiot was like, oh, no one's going to buy that. You need to throw Iron Man and Hulk and Thor in there. Like, that's the only way you'll sell a Miss Marvel game. I, I tr- Because when I think about it, the combat, the mechanics, everything feels like it works perfectly when you're playing as Kamala Khan. And everyone else feels ever so slightly off, like the physics of the combat, the the impact of their attacks, the weight of their movement. Everything feels just kind of wrong, except for her. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree because uh, you you and I both played this uh, a bit, Steve. I think you played it more than I did. I there are parts of this game that I legitimately like, and and some of the character writing is really strong, and that's what makes what this game does wrong that much more frustrating. Because you can see the, the, the skeleton of a good game in there. It is there. It's not all just awful. But it's just, it's just piled on with so much stuff that is so unnecessary. All the Destiny stuff and the fact that you have characters like the Hulk and Iron Man, as you said, that aren't very fun to play as. How do you not make Iron Man fun to play as? It's Iron Man. Yeah. It's the <laughs> Hulk. Like, how are they not fun to play as? But then you have Kamala Khan, or Kamala Khan, who's a lot of fun she she's a really fun protagonist she's relatable uh she she's enjoyable to see her story play out and it's fun to watch her interact with the other avengers like i said a lot of the uh character writing especially between her and bruce banner really fun stuff so that's what makes what this game does wrong that much more frustrating because you can see that they almost made it or or that they're they could have done so much more with it yep Mm. ah so frustrating yeah, I I've not played it, but nothing about it ever really pulled me in. And I'm a big Marvel guy, so I, right, I just it just didn't do anything for me. I just like nope, I'm I'm good. And then I heard Destiny, I'm like nope, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely good. <laughs> that, yeah. That's bounced off that. Either Oscar way, Oscar Navarro. Sorry, this is great. Oscar Navarro says Thanos took two good games, snapped half of each away, and put the remains together to make Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> nice. Oof, Sounds what a <laughs> Yeah, but November uh, November September fourth did have a, uh, one other game released on that day that was quite good from everything I hear. Tony Hawk's Pro, Pro Skater one and two. Uh, I did not pick this up. I you know I played Tony Hawk uh, two and three back in the day, but I just I think this was never my move, so I was not playing much in September. I'll tell you that right now. Um, and it was uh, I, I've heard good things, but I've I've not touched it. Same. Same. I, I've heard really good things about it being a faithful remaster, and it's it's apparently really great for Tony Hawk fans, but I never 
was one, so I can't really comment on this too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our good a lot of people friend, were very happy that most of the soundtrack was back. So yeah, cool. our, our uh, good yeah. friend uh, Neil from Nintendo World Report reviewed it over at Game Explain, and he, I was in communication because I'm the one that got him his copy, <laughs> and uh, he and I he and I talked about it, and he was telling me like I'm I'm not a big uh, first off I should say I'm not a Tony Hawk Pro Skater fan. Um, I remember mm. back in the day like people heaping praise on it and i'm like it, it's it's a skateboard game you guys cool <laughs> like i uh-huh. i just wasn't uh i wasn't there feeling was, it. it had that arcadey fun to it i think is the best way to i i imagine it. it just i remember being salty because just uh like people praised it for its visuals and i'll be honest i don't remember it looking that great even back in the day like i remember them talking about mm-hmm. like several iterations later how people finally had articulable fingers in the game and i was like other games have been doing this forever bro like why are you impressed because it's tony uh-huh. hawk like that doesn't uh-huh. make sense yeah. but either way i so i always had a weird axe to grind against the series but um i have heard nothing but good things like to the point that i almost wanted to pick this up just to just to give it a fair shake, you know, being mm-hmm. being a more mature person now and not being angry that it got perfect tens when Mario 64 didn't, um, uh. <laughs> which, by the way, that'll that'll create a blood feud in my house. <laughs> but oh, I, yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it seems like a perfectly fine game. And as far as remasters go, I do find it hilarious that this got the remaster the remaster treatment that I wish Mario 64 would get all these decades later. Right. Yeah. Well, so, you only yeah. do that for the 10 out of 10 games, Steve. Yeah, clearly. They must have looked at that EGM score and been like, this deserves just the most basic port ever. No 9.8 <laughs> deserves yeah. more than more than basic effort. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, I don't know I'll ever go back to it, but it's cool that you know, it's there for the really diehard fans. Uh, they all seem to especially enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I didn't pick it up. Uh, real quick, uh, just a, a little note, footnote, because I didn't even realize that it came out then. I came out in September. That's how away from the games I was at the time. Kingdoms, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning on September 8th. Um, I only noted this game because one of its infamy is how far of how it was developed by the state of Delaware and almost made the state um, bankrupt <laughs> because of <laughs> the whole development thing. It was a very nuts. Uh, again, check out a previous guest uh I uh, Mac McMuscles, I think there was a what happened on it, and it is fascinating. But the funny thing is, it's actually a pretty decent game for my friend playing it. A, oh, a little okay. bit of it, it's actually you know pretty decent. Uh, so it is coming to Switch soon. So there is that. Um, so that's cool. I just completely yeah. missed that it was coming out. But uh, I actually moving... have another. I have oh, another game that came out on the eighth to mention. Uh, this comes from our. This was published by our friends at Wired Productions. And that is the Switch version of Avicii and Vector. And I just wanted to call that out really quickly because it's a, it's, a, it's a fun, really solid rhythm game for the Switch that is essentially the ultimate edition of uh, Avicii and Vector, which came out on uh, PS4 and Xbox, I think, last year. And uh, Avicii, of course, is the recently, uh, recently departed Swedish DJ, Tim Bergling, who just a, an incredible electronic music artist. And so this game was made as a tribute to him. And as I understand it, uh, again, Aaron Cooper, our, my good buddy, was uh, involved in this. And as I understand it, before his passing, he wanted to make a rhythm game. And that this was this was made kind of in conjunction oh, cool. with his involvement really before cool. he passed. Yeah, so just wanted to uh, shout that out. Avicii's music is great. Um, you know, he we unfortunately lost him due to mental illness, and that's always just the most tragic thing. 
And yeah. uh, so I just wanted to shout that out. It's a, it's a really cool game. If you like electronic music and you like rhythm games, check Avicii and Vector out. I think it's only like 20 bucks as well. So I, I definitely recommend it. Nice. It's got like 50 songs or 40 songs or something. It's, it's quite beefy. All right. <laughs> There's a game I have to call out that I know we're going to skip. <laughs> so I, I have to mention this. On September 15th, my favorite game of 2020 that I haven't played yet, Fight Crab, came out for oh, the yeah. Nintendo Switch. <laughs> what? I've, I've seen screens of, of that, but it's this. so ridiculous. This game is yeah, my I love, favorite I, I flavor want to have heard of it. It uh-huh. is literally, like, if you Google search it, the one of the first screenshots that come up is just, you are a crab. <laughs> and it's like, you're sitting there, and it gets more ridiculous like you can get drill hands you can fight with <laughs> lightsabers swords you can hold this a knife great. like this i i i will buy this just to play it on a multiplayer stream here on gvg because it looks that dumb oh my like God. that kind of crazy fun ridiculous like the kind of game that's great because you don't take it seriously at all like yeah. whether you win or lose it doesn't matter because the entire premise of this thing is off the wall stupid <laughs> and I love that about this. Like, since the minute I saw the first trailer, I was like, I have to own this. Oh, wow. Like, this Joseph is... Rutkin said, yeah. said, I've seen this game. There's a 2v2, 2, 2v2 mode Yep. in there. I'm telling you, man, this is this is coming <laughs> to GVG soon if I have any say in the matter. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the idea of this whole game. I, yeah, I saw, yeah, looking at some screenshots. I'm all about it. Yep. I'm in. I, like, you Steve, can get... Steve, I think you and I, I think you and I enjoy the same kind of, of dumb things i think we enjoy the same kind of dumb <laughs> that, that makes sense to me yep that makes yeah. sense <laughs> i mean you could get thor's hammer <laughs> like, i, need I mean to how could this. you not love that exactly yeah. it's exactly. probably a better thor game than the avengers i'm just saying sadly and thor probably, is a crab or, yeah. yeah yeah crab thor all right that's all i got crab fight thor. crab looks great all right. <laughs> i'm hyped Let's let's move on to September seventeenth, my birthday. Which man, they were very Ooh. generous this year because, uh, well, first game that came out was Hades, which I've talked a bit about, and I am now five victories in on my streams. I just need five nice. more to go, and the story is still very intriguing to me. Uh, I just need to beat it with one more weapon. Uh, the la- the railgun is what I need to beat it with yet, uh, and then I can start. There's a railgun. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. And there's, uh, there's like these different packs that change something that I'm not sure of, but it still just keeps me invested and still going. Um, I don't know. There's something about it just really clicks, uh, and I can totally, totally see why it got so many Game of the Year nominations. Yeah, I I checked this out through your account, uh, Derek, and I really. I enjoy it. it. It's cool. I mean, for me, it's it's less about... I'm not a big roguelike guy, and even the, the gameplay, as welcoming as it is to people who aren't into that genre like me, I still kind of started getting tired of the loop maybe like five or six attempts in. Mm-hmm. That said, though, I, I want to push through or at least just play through on God Mode anyway because, my God, the characters and the dialogue and the voice acting and the writing in that game are just all top-notch. And I'm so into... The characters into the in, into the lore, and I just want to see what happens. Mm-hmm. It's and really good. Chris Two K says they got addicted when they first escaped for the first time. Okay, but depending on the player, I think that took me about ten tries to do that. But yeah, it's, Only I 10. Get, wow. Depending on the player, it's you know different changes up. But 
Yeah, I've I've had some pretty decent luck with a lot of my builds. <laughs> I was going to say, so it only took you ten because it took me like five tries just to beat the first boss. I think maybe four, but ten oh, is the whole thing. Having trouble with Megara, huh? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I, I did, and now I can beat her pretty consistently. But I mean, I I don't even know how many bosses there are. But I, how far have you made, you made it? it through? I haven't made it to the second boss yet. I, but I also haven't played it in quite a while. Okay, I haven't okay. played it in probably a couple of weeks. There are five bosses. Okay, gotcha. So. Yeah. Um, either way, uh, I know Steve kind of didn't get into the hype of this one. Yeah, it didn't. It 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 fell flat for me, um, and that's okay. Mm. Like I, I can see the appeal mm-hmm. of it, but it's just not my kind of game. Like I, I think it has a very satisfying combat loop, um, but I don't find the narrative to be particularly engaging for me. Uh, I don't know. Like it's still something I'll pick up, but I it, I have to be in. Frankly, I have to be in the mood for like a more mindless kind of kind of fun, like a quarter muncher mm-hmm. kind of feel, and and that is something that the older I get, uh, be, the less engaging that idea becomes. I get more into like bigger, like I guess there's two competing like desires for me. Like I want something that is like kind of a, I mean, you could call it my Mario's and my Zelda's basically. Like I want, I either want something that is just a really good meaty game from a mechanical perspective that, that satisfies that just incredibly uh, addictive gameplay loop kind of feeling, uh, which I think Mario excels at, or I want something that is more, I I hate to use story driven in terms of Zelda because we all know that, <laughs> that Zelda and story driven don't make a ton of sense together. But I, I think that there's kind of kind of that it, Zelda scratches that itch for something that is a bit more narrative based and and has a deeper like explorative feeling to it. I guess would be the way mm. to describe it. I, I I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, just not not every game is going to be for every person, and that's yeah. just the way it is. Exactly. I do um, love though that uh, Zagreus is essentially is the Castlevania anime version of Alucard. He sounds almost exactly the same. His mannerisms are the, are pretty much the same. Like I do like that it's essentially. That version of Alucard. He's a very charming character. Also, Brian Calvary says, Ash, if you get tired of playing, you can always check out some great Twitch streams of it at this channel I know of called BitNerd Gaming. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Well, never heard of that one. BitNerd Games, but yes, thank you. BitNerd Games. BitNerd Games. (laughs) Oh, goodness. There's there's some fun ones in there. Um, But another game that came out on the 17th that I have not had a chance to play yet and I want to is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I loved the first game, and I hear this one's even better. Uh, it, you know, being out on Switch again, I'm down. I want it, but I just haven't had time. <laughs> Man, yeah, this game. I think the original, or the the Xbox version, came out like in what March, so they, they, it didn't yeah. take them long to get this to the Switch. I think we talked about how... that as well back in the day. Yeah, so I don't want to spend too much time, but yeah. yeah, so that came out as well. Yeah, it's it's a good game if if you don't have an Xbox because it's free on Game Pass. Then try it on Switch. It runs really well on Switch. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to uh, September 18th. That's when we got Super Mario 3D All-Stars. And I'm not sure I see it listed here. I, I don't know if it's even listed on this, but Super Mario 35, I'm going to just roll into this as well. Oh, that's that's in October, Derek. Oh, is it October? Okay. Oh, there yeah. it is. Right off October 1st. Okay. So then, yeah. First up is Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which I played a little bit of and, you know, they're good ports. It's nice to have a port of Sunshine after so long. Um, weird that we didn't get Galaxy 2. I am. Yeah, aff- this is both like, yeah. I was going to say, I'm offended by this collection. Oh. 
So I, I want to put one. I mean, first off, these are two of my favorite games of all time and Mario Sunshine. But um, this isn't how you do Mario for his 35th, man. Like, this isn't yeah. it. This is not it, Nintendo. Mm. I feel like Mario is to gaming what Mickey Mouse is to American animation. Like, he is it. And to think that Nintendo saw such a milestone coming up for their most beloved character of all time. And we're like, yeah, just throw the N64 ROM on there and call it a day. Like I'm, I'm okay with sunshine. I'm okay with galaxy because they hold up far better than 64 visually. Mm-hmm. And it looked nice was, and widescreen. Yeah. 64 was the game that you put a new coat of paint on. If they had, yeah. if they had even just separated that from the collection and said, we're going to give you Mario 64 HD, I would have been so thrilled to get that. Like, mm-hmm. that would be a full $60 purchase from me seven days a week. Like, I don't care. Uh, but right. the, I, I just feel like this is too little effort for a character of Mario's magnitude, for a character that I means mean, as much to gaming in general as Mario. It's a little better than what he got for this 25th, where we got, I, th- I think it was his 25th, uh, where we got. Uh, a just straight port of Super Mario All Stars on the on the on the Wii. <laughs> right. Yeah. At least we got that for free on the ver- on the uh, Switch Online this time around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it just to me it feels like, and I get I get that Nintendo in particular has been hit hard by the pandemic and that they mm. they definitely needed to learn to work from home. Whereas I think other platform holders and other developers already knew how to do this. Um, and that may have changed plans or messed with things because we all heard the rumors, right? Like, oh, Mario's coming in HD to the Switch in 2020, yeah. you know? Like, everybody heard that. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe maybe that was at some point the plan, and they just said, wow, we won't make it <laughs> in time for, for the anniversary. But that being said, I would have taken a delay. I would have gladly accepted. You know, I just want... N- Nintendo is horrible about reinvigorating old games like the when they re-release them they're like yep you get exactly what you paid for in 1998 (laughs) like this is we're we're not fixing anything and i wish that they would be more open to the idea of like you know because i hate to say it but i look at that fan released pc port and i'm like this is what i wanted you know Mm -hmm. i want a mario 64 but to feel modern because it's still an awesome game it just needs very minor things changed and and it it could absolutely benefit from just make it widescreen make it high def like give us new models give us new lighting put it in the mario odyssey engine i don't care it would look incredible Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean like you know to be clear i I don't i don't want to at least i don't want to say like 3d all-stars it's not a bad collection it's just way too conservative nintendo went way too conservative with it and you know Hey, I, I obviously I have it. I played 64, devoured it for like the 100th time, and I had a great time because it's Super Mario 64. But yeah, they should have done more with it. At the very least, if they weren't going to give the graphics a new coat of paint, maybe that's a creative decision, whatever, fine. At least make it widescreen, yep. like that fan, like that fan uh, PC yeah. build. Like, just, they, they just went so conservative on it. And like you said, Steve, this is Nintendo's most beloved character, the video game equivalent to Mickey Mouse. He deserved better. And they, I mean, they've already given better to their other, some other characters, like Kirby. Kirby's Dream Collection was a really good oh, yeah. collection on Wii. Yep. It was actually really well done. And not that, I'm not saying Kirby isn't deserving. Look, he's my favorite Nintendo character of all time. But Mario certainly deserves at least that kind of treatment. Yep. If yeah. not more. 
It, and um, but I will say I am struck uh, still by just how well visually Sunshine has aged, especially with the the HD widescreen treatment. It's a really good looking game. Um, it does. I, I was surprised by how much I don't enjoy Sunshine anymore. Uh, I was yep. one of its defenders back in the day. I was, you know, I didn't love it, but I was like, no, this is cool. I like Super Mario Sunshine. But I got about fifteen shines in and three D All Stars, and I had no desire to keep playing and just and wanted to skip straight to Galaxy. It's very weird how much how badly that game is held up for me, mm, gameplay yeah. wise. It's I, just not fun. I will say that I, I beat uh, Sunshine and sixty four. And Sunshine just did me in like I was like I I don't have the energy to go to Galaxy now. <laughs> um, yeah. I've played I've since played some of Galaxy, but the one thing I will say is I did not realize, and I, I know they updated the controls, but I didn't realize just how much I would miss the Wii remote playing that game. Mm, it, yeah, I, yeah. Like I I play it with the Joy-Con, like you know, not in a grip or anything. Even though you know I I play ninety nine percent of my games with a Pro controller. But for that game, I still like I'll wiggle the right Joy-Con and I'll use the the kind of half-assed pointer functionality for it. Um, mm-hmm. But I it, it pales in comparison to the accuracy and and just how great the Wii Mote felt for that game. So yeah, I, I don't know. I wish there was a way around yeah. that, but I, I never Galaxy is I'd still incredible though. Oh yeah, it, it, oh, yeah. I mean visually especially, yeah. it looks. Visually, it looks so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and but I hear you. Surprisingly, I missed the Wii Remote for that game too, Steve. Uh, I don't, I don't dislike playing it with the Pro Controller, but there's something, there's something missing there. And as you said, that's not something I ever thought I'd say about the Wii Remote. Yeah, it's always. It was a very comfortable game. You could just sort of relax and have one hand pointed towards it, and it just all kinds of worked. Uh, all kind of worked. But yeah, it is what it is. It is the biggest the biggest thing of all of it, despite the other than the lack of uh, you know a true remake of Super Mario sixty four. Is really Galaxy two should have been part of this collection. It really exactly. should have. Yeah. Yeah. It really should have. Yeah. Oh, well. it's really odd that it. I mean, I can only imagine that it's just because they felt like three games was already enough value for what you're paying for. But right. this is a Mario 3D All Stars. Galaxy Two deserves to be part of that. It's absolutely the weirdest yes. thing. Yeah, it, it's a huge part of Mario's uh, legacy, and it's it's a great game. Why why exclude yeah. it? You're already giving us like great low game. effort ports. Just give me one more low effort port. <laughs> I know exactly. You might as well just complete it for our, yeah. all of our low, low effort ports. Whatever. So yeah. I don't regret getting 3D All Stars. I'm glad I have it, mm-hmm. but I just and you know, and I still gonna I'm gonna finish Galaxy on it. But I just there's they could have done so much more with it. Yeah. Well, moving on to a game that uh, those who have played it loved it. It's just convincing other people to play it, which is always kind of the issue for Vanillaware games. Thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rim on the 22nd, which I did get a review code for, but again, it was in the middle of September. I was. Uh, it, I was going through the uh, looming threat of homelessness, <laughs> so I was not focusing on this game whatsoever. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, not homeless, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I I did play a little bit of Aegis Rim, and it is freaking gorgeous. I have no idea how the actual combat is because it's you got these gorgeous two D visuals that you come to expect from Vanillaware if you've played Odin Sphere, if you've played. Um, you know, any of their other ones, Mar- Muramasa, uh, it looks gorgeous. But the combat is almost is sort of arrow based on a grid, and it's, it's like with a little bit I played of it, of it, it's like 
I didn't quite grasp it, but I needed to give more time because ostensibly you're fighting with mechs against these other uh, machines and whatnot. And it's intriguing enough of a plot that I'm like, I want to get to it. And apparently it's an amazing story, but I, 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 I need to just jump into it at some point because I, I love Vanillaware, even though I'd never beat Demon's Crown, but or Dragon's Crown, excuse me. Um, but I'm... I gotta check this game out at some point because it's just getting so much good word of mouth. I really want to play this game. I've heard so pretty much nothing but glowing impressions across the board from those who have played it. Uh, and and I love Vanilla Ware's whole aesthetic, their whole style. So this is something that's on my radar. It's just you know yet again too many things to play, not enough time. But I I really want to check this out because it seems like something I'd really enjoy. I will mm-hmm. I will have to try it sometime. I love their art. <laughs> that's what I could say yeah. about this. I love their art style for everything they make, but I've, I've not even, this hasn't popped up on my radar yet. And I don't know that it's really my kind of game anyway, but uh, it, mm. it, it, I, again, people that like this kind of stuff, I'm really glad for them. I just don't know that I'll ever crack 13 Sentinels. I, I might watch yeah. someone mm. else do it. <laughs> well, the, the funny thing to me is I was like, uh, look, when I was seeing all the preview materials for it, uh, it just, clips here and there um i'm like man this is actually pretty conservative for a vanillaware game because usually it is a decent amount of fan service <laughs> in their games uh you just have to you'll always find it in one of their games in one form or another and like huh they're all wearing pretty normal clothes cool i guess they're learning something or doing something trying something a little different play uh-huh. the game anytime a character is in a mech they are buck buck naked wow. <laughs> so well that's a thing. <laughs> ah, Vanillaware, I knew you couldn't uh, couldn't resist. <laughs> I really, yeah. I mean, I really do want to play this game. I, no, I do too. I will, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the next day, uh, we got September, 20th, uh, September 23rd, uh, day after, we got Kirby Fighters 2, a surprise release, kind of, even though it kind of got uh, uh, leaked by Nintendo themselves. But hey, like the day before, Kirby right? game. Yeah, like a day before. Yeah. Random Kirby game out of nowhere. It's fine. It's fun. Eh. It's about what you expect from the like these sort of offshoots that kind of expand upon what they did in on the on the 3ds. It's unexpected, but I don't know. I uh, these games don't exactly grab me. They're like they're cute. They do their job well, but it's like eh. I'm I mean, good. same. I mean, sign me up for. I will, I will be there moment zero for the next mainline Kirby game or mm-hmm. the next offshoot Kirby game that's like like a single player experience. But these kind of like bite-sized, almost mobile, mobile experience-esque multiplayer Kirby games, not for me. I just, you know, I love Kirby to death, but I'd rather play all those all those uh, copy abilities in a proper Kirby adventure, right? Like a Kirby mm, game. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need to play a, a pared-down Smash Brothers with all Kirby power-up abilities. At least yeah. we got that new wrestler ability, which is amazing. True, true. Yeah. And I mean, and, and Kirby is always fun just to, you know, watch other people play because it's Kirby and it's still, you know, a Kirby fighter. And that's, a, I like the idea of that, but it's just not something I, I felt the need to go out of my way to play. I just want the next big Kirby game. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, let's just go ahead and move on because I know Steve is. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't. I don't care about this game at all. <laughs> mm, yeah. 
And let's finish up September with uh, a game that I did not expect to just be as big as it was, uh, Genshin Impact. Oof. Right. This has become quite the massive release. Um, my One of my best friends lovingly calls it shitty Breath of the Wild, even though he plays it. He admits it. He's like, I, I play it. I'm super into the experience. You know, Genshin Impact's a lot of fun for me. But it's not as, you know, it's not Breath of the Wild. and yeah, It doesn't I mean, really surprised. seem like it I plays like Breath it. of the Wild other than like the vistas and a bit of the... I think the problem from... is that it, it had that visual identity and I think that's that's mm-hmm. the obvious inspiration. Yep. So I think once that first impression hits, it's very difficult to then well, go back and say, well, but it actually isn't that much like it when you have that such a strong I... first association mm-hmm. like that. One, Chris 2K calls it Breath of the Waifu, which I love. <laughs> but <laughs> I love it. I'm going to point out, like, I... I downloaded this based mostly on the visual similarities to Breath of the Wild because that's one of my favorite games of all time now. Um, and it's not just like it, there's definitely that initial letdown factor of like this is not <laughs> what I thought it was based on what it looks like. But there is I mean, the combat in this game and I'm, I'll probably make someone mad in the chat. The combat in this game straight sucks. It is so bad. <laughs> like, it feels like you're playing a shit MMO from the late 90s where you hit something and it doesn't register until, like, a split second afterwards. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. Like, if that's your thing, if you can put up with that MMO style, like, weightless combat lag kind of bullshit, like, then then maybe this is for you. But, I mean, I this thing set the land speed record for me losing interest. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I downloaded it. I installed it. It took less time for me to lose interest in it than it took for me to download it. Uh, you know, it just, everything <laughs> about it felt just kind of janky, weird and wrong. Like mechanically, yeah. I think this, this game just mechanically fails in almost every way. I, I, I just, mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy movement. I didn't enjoy traversal. I didn't enjoy combat. And then just dialogue was a chore. Like it had, it had the typical issue that I find to be prevalent in a lot of low tier RPGs where they just think that the more expositional dialogue you have, the better like that somehow makes the, the story deeper because this game loves to talk. And I'm <laughs> like, you have to get me invested before uh-huh. you throw me into 30 minutes of cutscenes, or else I'm just going to open the home uh-huh. and tell you yeah. to go away. <laughs> so. I mean, I think that was kind of Xenosaga's <laughs> problem as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hear you. I mean, uh, yeah. Go ahead. The other aspect is this is a gotcha game. It's free to play, right. but it's, it's also a gotcha game. And, you know, the, your mileage may vary. Yeah. I, and I want to be fair. You know, it is free. So, I mean, mm. like, it's not like it hurts you to try it, it which is no. exactly how I got right. into it. I was like, oh, well, it's free. You know, who cares? And I just ended up being one of the one of the few or one of the many. I don't know uh, that just did not vibe with the game at all. So maybe maybe you'll like right. it. And that's totally fine. I just it's you'll never yeah. convince me to pick it back up. Yeah. I do want to show my appreciation for a uh, a pretty risky comment our Rob Arman X made in the chat. If this game has bad combat compared to Breath of the Wild, yikes! It must be really bad. I agree oh. with you. I, I, I sorry. I, I never really enjoyed. Bre- I love Breath of the Wild. Never really enjoyed the combat all that oh much. Oh my! So. What? Oh my! Yeah. Well, the I, I enjoyed like the. My... In, sorry, I enjoyed the environmental, uh, the organic, how you could use the environment to your advantage. That was incredible. The actual sword play, though, nah. 
Man, that I really okay. enjoyed it. I don't know. The, the, but again, different yeah. strokes for different folks. That's fine. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh, well. Let's go ahead and, hey, we've reached uh, October. Woo! And uh, we began October with Super Mario Bros. 35, a game I have Woo! still not played. Whoops. On, on the contrary, this is a game that I have played way too much of. I still am not tired of this game. I don't know how you guys... I just hit level 205 the other day. Wow. God. Um, I've won like 135 games or something. I don't even know how many games I've, I've played, but I, I've, I've won the majority of them, I think. And uh, I love this game. Even though it's it doesn't hasn't really changed, Nintendo hasn't really updated it all that much. It's, it's very much the same loop over and over again. Most people are picking World 1, 1, and 1, 2, so you mostly end up playing those. I don't know, though. There's just something about this game... I can't get enough of. And, uh, you know, it might help that I'm really competitive at it. But, Steve, I know you said you are as well. Yeah. And you kind of you kind of lost interest pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just I, I think a big part of it is that there isn't a mechanic in the game to force variety in the levels you're playing. So yeah. the loop does totally. end up being like 1-1, one, 1-2, one, one, maybe a different stage, back to 1-1, one, one, then definitely 1-2. Like, I feel like I'm just playing 1-1 one, one, and 1-2 one, over and over and over again totally fair criticism yeah Mm -hmm. and it's it's you know i wish nintendo would force something like x number of players can select this same stage before you're forced into a different one or something like that just if if they could up the the level variety and invict this mode so you can up the difficulty (laughs) yeah something anything but i mean it's not a bad game by any right it it is mechanically incredibly fun to play i think it just (laughs) To me, all the matches started to feel the same. And once once that set yeah. in, it was real hard to shake. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, no, I that's just, a totally fair criticism. Mm-hmm. I just, for whatever reason, I missed out on a chance to play, pick it up, and I just haven't had the time nor interest to just go back and play it. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I grew up with the Super Mario Brothers. I know what to expect. And I, yeah, it has this crazy stuff, but I just, I don't know. I just. To be fair. I just didn't do it, get into it. Its moment has largely passed. Yeah. Except for March 31st mm-hmm. at like 8 p.m. When it's, it'll spike. Yeah. When, when everybody's going to be playing it. It's like, this is our yeah. last hurrah. Yep. Yeah. Um, they are doing, I know Nintendo's doing some sort of like global player challenge thing where I think if uh, it's like an event where if nationally or internationally players defeat 3.5 million Bowsers. You get like 300 platinum points in your Nintendo account. What? Okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, I, I do wish there was, yeah, I, I do wish there was more variety that they had updated this game more. But I guess, and I mean, and I say that despite still loving it and, and still really enjoying to play it. But I guess if they're delisting it, I don't know why they're delisting it. Nintendo, don't take this game away from me. But if they had no plans on supporting this game beyond six months anyway. I guess that's why. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's a shame. I, I hope to see it come back in a more robust, fully featured form. I, I think Nintendo's really hit on something. The the, 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 the prototype, the genesis of, of a really good idea here. It just needs to be fleshed out into a full release, and I'd be happy to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse M., I just want to say I absolutely so love and respect your devotion to your fandom. Uh, Jesse says, I just haven't played Super Mario Brothers enough to, to enjoy Super Mario 35. Now, if it was a Donkey Kong Country Battle Royale, I just, you are so dedicated to Donkey Kong Country and the Kitty Kong cause. <laughs> and I just have so much respect for that. The Kitty Kong oh, cause goodness. sounds like a, uh, a horrible, horrible foundation of some kind. It does, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, moving on. <laughs> uh, October 2nd saw the release of Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. And I have only, I got it, but I only played like the first five or so levels. Fun fact, I actually was um, planning to use this game as like the, one of the initial reviews when GVG launched. But uh, when I saw it was getting a bit further out than I thought we'd be starting... Um, I decided to get try to get something a little bit more recent. Um, although now with you guys, it's like, hey, we're cool with late reviews. It's like, damn it, I took the t- I took the opportunity to play Crash Four because what I played is really good. But I but I also have not gotten far at all. Like I am maybe five levels in, and uh, I, I've heard the horror stories of trying to go for a you know one hundred and one percent or one hundred three percent or whatever the top is. So yeah, it's pretty. Eventually, good. I'll get back and play it. I've I've played a bit of it. I streamed like the first level on Game Explain, and I thought it was really fun. I've I've played more since then, but again, I'm I'm maybe halfway through. I I want to finish mm. it up though. It's the first Crash game that I've really enjoyed enough to want to just finish it. I I probably won't hundred one percent it or whatever, uh, mm. just because again, it's already probably a, a, a stiff challenge. But also, it's just I'm not really a completionist. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean crash crash 4 i mean it's well documented at this point i'm not the biggest crash fan uh i definitely appreciate the, the impact and the legacy he has and i'm glad crash 4 seems to have mostly turned out to be what people wanted from it i know when it was first uh revealed i tweeted something out like uh, hey you know really happy for crash fans this is your Mega Man 9 moment enjoy it and and it seems like people by and large have enjoyed it despite some difficulty concerns i guess uh so happy for crash fans that it seems to have delivered by and large and ho- i'm hoping we get spyro next because that is a character i do like and uh, i'd love to see yeah, a, really a spyro cool. come back so mm-hmm. so yeah yep well on the same day we also got star wars squadron squadrons which i did not play at all nope kind of this one passed me by i, I heard i've heard good things but i don't know anything about it i've heard it's amazing yeah, i've heard good VR. things but yes, I don't that know makes sense. To be, so... be amazing in VR. Yeah, I but. I have a buddy who's like a diehard Star Wars fan, and he was telling me that it was incredible. The experience in VR was just amazing, and I believe him. Uh, but I'm not. Yeah, I don't have VR. Uh, obviously, as I mentioned before, and I'm a very much a casual Star Wars fan. So, you know, I, I'm glad it seems to have been great. But yeah, I don't personally have any. Care yeah, for the game. our uh, our good friend Cat Bailey actually has has said nothing but good things about this game. Uh, so nice. we should have her on again soon. I hear she's doing big things. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Star Wars Squadron, go check it out if you haven't. I I want to check it out based on what Cat has told me about the game. But I still uh, need to play Fallen Order. <laughs> uh, that that one's okay. I don't love it. Yeah. Well. Uh, just a real quick shout out to, I haven't played it myself, but I saw uh, Amy looking at this game quite a bit and she sort of fell down a rabbit hole of deciding whether or not she wanted to pick it up. Uh, Eichenfell, uh released October 8th and um, sort of like this uh, interesting tactical RPG uh, that with based around a magical school where apparently it's really good with re- representation. Seems like a cute indie. Didn't hear it get talked about too much, but it's one of those things like, you know what? I, I dig the style. I dig the, the yeah. way they're going with it. It has a fun vibe to it, but mm-hmm. I don't think any of us played it. I just wanted to give it a little quick shout out because the next right. big game honestly well, actually, didn't come out until. 
Oh, sorry, Derek. One second, because I figured we were gonna you're gonna say Mario Kart Live, right? Yes. Okay, just really quick. On October 13th, Steve and Alex were released, uh, along with all the Minecraft content for Smash Bros. Oh, okay. Ultimate. So just figured out. Uh, I wasn't worth, sure when uh, that happened. Out. So yeah, I looked it up while we were talking just to make sure we didn't miss it. But uh, I, this set the internet on fire and uh, made a lot of people really happy. Made a lot of people really, really unhappy. And I just sat back and watched the chaos unfold because I, you know, I'm happy for any fan of a character that gets gets into Smash, even if it gets a character I don't personally like. I don't care about Steve. I love you, Steve. The, well, the yeah. Steve Bowling, I love you. <laughs> yeah, but you know I that's going about GVG out of context, Steve. right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, it is. Um, yeah, I don't care about the Minecraft Steve at all. But this made so many people happy, and uh, I, I def I also know like through my wife, like she has friends with kids, and they were really excited to see you know Minecraft protagonists such as it is in Smash. So. Yeah, I thought so, this was really cool. And just the incredible amount of, of work Sakurai had to do. You know, they basically, he and his team had to, if you, if you remember from the presentation on Steve, he and his team had to re, I don't know if it was reconstruct, but, but essentially modify every single stage in the game to work with Steve's mechanics. And that is just wild to me. Yeah, so... Yeah, it, it's an okay. impressive amount of work. Uh, I always like had the idea of Steve and Smash being like, "Ugh, no, don't do uh-huh. it." But then he gets in, and I'm like, "You know what? You made it work." I'm not a huge fan, but good for you. Yeah, so the, that's all uh, I got. I, I had to pull this up. People, people correctly noted that they heard a uh, Game Explain video in the background for a sec because I had to pull up the page to get the exact date. But this was uh, this was between this and the release of Mario Kart Live. I did what was probably my favorite Game Explain video, which was the the uh, two minute update on Steve's meat, which was like a just. Uh, a two minute long dick joke basically (laughs) which also afforded me the opportunity to not only input uh two resident evil characters into a game explained video but also a fart uh so probably probably no joke probably the most fun i had making a gx video just because uh yeah (laughs) it was uh i i got to talk shit about hestu's gift and and make a lot of dick jokes in a on a PG channels video. It, it, it was a good day for Steve. It was. <laughs> yes, it was. Also, the Steve's yes, thing. I still like. How? <laughs> like, I I refuse to believe Nintendo is that wholesome that they didn't see it. They're like, oh, Twitter's going to do something with this. <laughs> but hey, whatever you yeah. do, you Nintendo. Exactly. All right. Well, yeah. moving on from. I guess Steve it's also and- worth mentioning that uh, the Minecraft world. No, good. Sorry. I think I have some delay on my end. You're you're, you're good. Um, I was just going to say the Minecraft world stage is is also a really fun stage to play on. I think the stuff that came out alongside Steve and Alex, like the the Minecraft stage, the music, really good. Just it's a good, solid addition of content. So, yeah. 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 Yep. Can't can't disagree with that. But uh, how do we think about the content that came out on October 16th, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit? And Steve actually reviewed this one. Yeah, and I've had the chance to play it since, and it's cool. There's a lot of neat ideas in there, but it's also one of those things that where I was exactly right in what I thought about it when I saw it. it was like this is neat. I'm cool. I don't need to play it a ton. Yeah, it is one of Nintendo's cooler novelty products. Like it mm-hmm. is not a game that you play. Like I, 
I think people, you know, it, it's it's cool in the sense like, oh yeah, I'm playing something that is that is familiar and feels like Mario Kart in a way. But uh, the the ask of creating courses and stuff like that and setting all that up in a real like, if you don't live by yourself. This is not viable. Like, if you have kids, uh-huh. this is not viable. Mm. If you have a dog, this is not viable. <laughs> like, it, yeah. you were talking about this is a game made for otaku and neats only. Like, you have to live by yourself, not have a partner, and not have any pets. And then you can set up your course and just leave it. <laughs> mm. But I, I otherwise, you're setting up all these cardboard things all the time. And you do it once or twice, and you're like, that was really cool. But and I know you're going to have your small collection, and I mean your infinitesimally small collection of people who get deep into this and like buy mm-hmm. stuff to make elaborate courses. Yeah. But those are by and large not your average consumer. Instead, this will be the world's most expensive RC car for a kid that is ridiculously spoiled. Um, <laughs> and right. and that's honestly like my kids love it, but it hasn't come off the shelf since about a week after the review was over. And it's just mm. because it's a really cool piece of tech, but I'm not setting this all up. Like I'm just not, you know, it's, it's so much effort for so little response. Like I, I, if I need to play Mario Kart, I'm popping in Mario Kart eight deluxe. I'm not setting up Mario exactly. Kart live. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this seems like a really cool novelty that I'd like to play around with, but not for a hundred bucks and I don't live alone. And yeah, I just, I can't, this seems like it would be very much like a Nintendo Labo type thing where it's really cool for a, a short time and then you just kind of put it up and forget about it. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. sorry, f- f- to, to respond to Fizzywig, I'm not implying that content creators that cover this and enjoy it are small-time content creators. I'm talking about an infinitesimally small portion of Nintendo's fan base will really mm-hmm. dig this and get into it. It's not going to be like your your next big thing from Nintendo. That that said, it, it's not like your enjoyment of it becomes invalid because it's not enjoyed by millions and millions of people. I'm just of saying course, that the, yeah. the niche audience for this is way smaller than the overall Mario Kart audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's move on. And uh, next game uh, that I actually did cover on uh, the first review for GVG, uh, The Red Lantern. Which is the dog sledding game that we saw right. for a while in the game. And uh, you know what? It's a neat little game. It's kind of, it's honestly, it's a roguelike, uh, roguelite where uh, you're just trying to make it from one end of this snowfield to the other with your dog sled, making choices as you go along. And those choices could lead you to, uh, oh, hey, this, uh, this uh, moose showed up. Do you want to try to kill it? Ah, oh, you messed up your shot. Ah, oh, crap! It's charging at you. That's not. That's not good. <laughs> or you know, like, oh, hey, uh, let's follow this owl and see where he ends up. Uh, it could take me to some new uh, food or a cool thing here, or it could take me to nothing. And you wasted my food, my energy. Thanks, Al. Um, you know, it's <laughs> it's one of those things where it's it's, it's kind of a choose your own adventure type type of type of game where you just see what kind of happens and. You know, as Jared Eninger said, uh, it is narrated by Ashley Birch, who does a fantastic job of that. Uh, though there is some repeat dialogue, especially at one point where you're always going to get the same dialogue over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those that once I beat it, like, yeah, I could replay to try to fill out my entire diary, but I had no inclination to. Um, 
it, there's stuff in there to try to change it up. And the dogs are adorable. Um, it's fun, but I don't know if it's something I'll... It's, it's not some, not, it, it isn't something I will go back to anytime soon. It's just a fun sure. little experience. It's fair. Yeah, yeah it's, it's something I would like to play once. I Of course, I, I loved your review of it, Derek. And, it, and it, you know, I'm, I'm a huge dog person, so I have that latent interest there. Nice. But it definitely seemed like the kind of thing that maybe isn't doesn't hold up over multiple play, playthroughs nearly as well which is essentially what you said mm-hmm. yeah and replay value isn't um, everything though like no, like, no. that's I, true that's true as well yeah like chrono trigger i mean if it didn't have multiple endings i don't know that i would replay it as much as i do um mm-hmm. you know but there's something to be said for a narrative that is good one time and and that you can put it down and walk away after that but eh, you know Right, I, I'd still like to check it out, and I it, it holds a special place in my heart for being the first ever GVG review. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, absolutely, yeah. Plus, you gotta appreciate um, them having a mode where the dogs can't die. Not that I actually exactly. had a dog die in my <laughs> exactly. playthroughs. Good. Well, then we can remain friends. That's, uh, <laughs> that's good. Um, really quick before we move on, I just do want to. I didn't play this game, but I do want to give a quick shout out to Cobra Kai: The Karate Kid Saga Continues. Uh, because I have heard this game is about the average beat-em-up that I thought it would be. I didn't ever expect it to be an amazing game. But I still want to try, try it out at some point when it gets really cheap, because I'm, like, the biggest Cobra Kai fan, and I can't get enough of that show. So I just wanted to point out that a, that a Cobra Kai beat-em-up did indeed come out this year, and on October 27th. But that's all I have mm-hmm. to say about that. Yep. I yeah I have no I have no opinions whatsoever. So let's move on to October twenty eighth, which is uh, Port Day because we got no more heroes, no more heroes two, yes. and part time UFO, uh, two games that uh, Steve absolutely loves, and a very cute little game from How that was restricted just to mobile, and I think is a better fit on on the Switch. Man, no more heroes. We needed these <laughs> games on the Switch so bad. I so I was so hyped for these that I bought them like immediately. And then I got review codes for them like hours later, (laughs) like they sent me and I should have known because we, you know, I have a great relationship with the folks uh, involved with no more heroes and I could have expected, but I was like, I can't wait. Also, I just want to give them my money for porting them. So I I Mm -hmm. bought these, I was thrilled to get them. Um, and, and they hold up incredibly well on the switch. I haven't played through both of them in their entirety, but I've played enough to know that they're, still every bit as excellent as they were on the Wii. So if you don't own them, go get them. They're some of the best action games. They're all over-the-top weird and just utterly wonderful, and they'll prepare you well for No More Heroes 3. Mm-hmm. I have still yet to play No More Heroes 2. I beat, played and beaten No More Heroes 1. I have No More Heroes 2, but I've just not sat down and beat it for some reason. So good. I have played about halfway through No More Heroes 1, and I just never got around to finishing it for whatever reason. I, I have interest in it. I want to. And I certainly want to play 2 as well. I just haven't gotten around to actually finishing them. But uh, they're on my radar for sure. I, I love the just utterly bizarre, wacky, over-the-top vibe kind of, uh, you know, that Travis Touchdown has. And it's just the No More Heroes universe has. But it's also kind of tempered with this just total gamer nerd vibe that Travis sees. He's such a big nerd oh yeah i love love when you go to his apartment just an otaku yep i was gonna say i love when you go to his apartment you see all his like otaku shit that he has laying around yeah like he'll be looking you know like he wears magical girl shirts yeah well remember him looking at the uh magical girl poster he has in his room and him going moe i'm like what the hell did he just say like i don't know (laughs) 
had no idea what he was talking about at the day at, at that time. And nowadays, like, oh, oh, okay, I get it. It's like it's a, it's a takeover. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Moe. Yeah, I, I really, and, and the No More Heroes three trailer, the most recent one, it just it looks great. So I would like mm-hmm. to be able to play these two games. Uh, prior to, I, I do. I once Travis I get a release again. date for three, I will have to sit down and maybe even play Travis Strikes again, even though I don't think it's necessary. But it's it isn't, mm-hmm. but it, it's an okay game. But yeah, I, w- I would still recommend it because it's supposed to be like a stopgap between two and three from a lore perspective. Uh-huh. Uh Part time UFO. I've not tried. I was actually looking forward. I was going to try to play it with my grandmother for the grandma plays this year, but. COVID and just timing and just didn't work out uh, as well as we, I hoped. Um, but I bought it too. I've, I've had plans to play it with my wife ever since I bought it, which was again, right behind my purchases of no more heroes one and two, <laughs> but we just haven't found the time. So eventually when I can mm-hmm. sit down and my wife and I can like play, uh, well, we feel like chilling out and playing a game together instead of catching up on millions of hours of TV. We haven't watched, uh, then this is I feel top that. of the list. Yes. Certainly hear that. Mm hmm. Uh, next up is Watch Dogs Legion on October 29th, which I have not touched, but I know Steve, thanks to the recent, our last episode of TNT, uh, I know you played. Yeah, uh, so this was, this was such a weird situation. Um, I got the review copy, and I already knew at this point that I would be receiving an Xbox Series X for review. I mean, like, right on the heels of my code for this game. And so I was like, do I wait? (laughs) <laughs> and do I just play it? Because obviously to review a console, you have to play games on it. And at that time, mm-hmm. I had no idea if I was getting games to play on the Xbox. So I was like, well, I mean, reviewing a game, I, I could do two jobs at once. And uh, I played about halfway through on my Xbox One until the time at which I mentioned in our previous episode where the game almost fried my Xbox. And I was like, whoa, yo, like, I'm not okay (laughs) with this. I don't want to keep doing it if I'm going to have to buy a new Xbox. And so Uh I had emailed Ubisoft and they were like, oh, it should run fine on a Series X if you have it. And I was like, well, what do you know? (laughs) And so I finished (laughs) it there. Uh, The game is absurd. It is is like, Mm. it's a great idea executed in a really bumbling, weird way. Like, you know, let's be real. You're not going to be able to recruit like the idea of inviting people to join a hacker collective doesn't just universally work on everyone. And in the world of watchdogs Legion, it absolutely does. You could go into a nursing home, find whoever and be like, yo, you want to learn how to hack the planet? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. I have no reservations about this at all. And it's just like, it's so fucking weird. Um, Uh huh. But then, you know, like, you can even recruit the bad guys, which doesn't make sense. Like, the guys hired to kill you, you can recruit You're just them. that charismatic. Yeah, I guess you just got got I a silver it. tongue or See, something. See, I always took it as not an invitation, like, hey, you want to have to hack the planet. And some more, like taking over their brain <laughs> and like, that, ah, you're going to do this for me now. See, that Apparently would at least not. make more sense, but it's like, they have cutscenes where you're pitching them on it. <laughs> you're like, Hey, you should join us. And they're just like, okay, <laughs> I will. And I'm like, you know, I would probably give it at least a second thought, go home, talk to the wife. Hey, I'm thinking I should quit my job and maybe hack the planet. What do you think? <laughs> but no, these people are everyone in London. <laughs> is just like, yeah, absolutely. I'm in. Um, 
Oh, yeah, it, it's okay. It, it's a fun, like, if you can get that part of it out of your mind, it's actually pretty fun. And like I said, there is one quest in this game that I feel like you should absolutely have to play, and it's just so messed up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, it feels like somebody really? just wrote, like, a really dark Watch Dogs fanfic, and someone at Ubisoft was like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll see. We'll see if people actually played the game because they'll have nightmares about this later. Oh God! Um, but yeah, it's an okay that's game. A, that sounds interesting. It, yeah. it is like that yeah. one quest is worth playing. I wish there was just a cheat code to play that quest, but um, because I feel like you don't need the rest of the game to understand how fucked up and dark that <laughs> this part is. But um, right. If if for whatever reason you're bored and you got like 20 hours to kill, play Watch Dogs till you get to that part. It that's where it peaks. It doesn't get better than that. So that after that, okay. you know, you can just bail out. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I have very little interest in Watch Dogs or, or the, just the franchise in general. But uh, I know it certainly has a very particular appeal. And uh, I, maybe I'll check out a, a video of that specific quest you're talking about, Steve. Yes, it's, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, our last game of October to talk about is Pikmin 3 Deluxe. I just which... bought this. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have not picked it up yet. I have it on Wii U. I have I got the Wii U version, but I never played it. Uh, and I do want to pick it up on Switch eventually, but I just know I'm not going to get the chance to play it right away. So it's like ah, I'll wait for a bit. It's Pikmin Three is not going to go anywhere, and we'll just get it later. But it does look gorgeous. It looks very pretty. So yeah, my my wife, like when I met her, her her house was basically like a like a greenhouse inside like she had so many plants and she still does Mm. like she loves plants and i remember immediately thinking like man i should really have her try pikmin and uh when the demo got announced i downloaded it for her right away and i was like you should try this and she's you know animal crossing and and a few like oddly enough like madden and the old watchdogs like that's the extent of her gaming experience and mm-hmm. she uh, she picked it up and she fell in love with it like immediately. Just the idea of being like in a world surrounded by plants, right? And and Pikmin mm, being nice. little plant people. Um, so I actually like I bought it for her just recently because I was at GameStop for whatever reason. Oh, I was buying this shirt, my Tom Nook shirt. <laughs> and, oh, well, there you go. Uh, and a, a comically large Snorlax mug. Don't ask me why I do these things, because I don't know the answer. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I saw, I was like, you know what? I'm going to snag a copy of Pikmin 3 Deluxe, and I got it for her. And she's she's played a bit of it, and she's just absolutely enraptured by it. And, I mean, I understand it. I've played Pikmin 3 on the Wii U, and Deluxe is, is just, you know, has some quality of life changes, but it's still gorgeous. I mean, it still looks incredible. Like, I remember when I played it on the Wii U being like, wow, the food in this game looks really, really good. And it holds up today mm-hmm. still as, like, a really great example of how to render it does. fruit and stuff like that. So, And I love the stupid names they give food, like an alien trying to figure out what these things are, you know? I, I can't yeah. think of any specific examples off the top of my head, but that whole thing is charming. And also the way they say Brittany. I don't know why I really like the way they say Brittany. <laughs> but, um, yeah, great game. Uh, I think it's great that it's being made available to people outside of the Wii U because I think it could have, mm. yeah. I think it will find much Outtime. better success on the Switch. It's a fantastic game. If you have a Switch, you should at least try the demo. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. I have heard that the uh, prologue and epilogue is a, is a little unfortunate. Just kind of just 
extra missions with no real story involved oh, to them that people are hoping. So that's a little sad, but eh, extra missions, I suppose. Yeah. Well, with that, yeah. it is about time for me to disappear. So yeah, I, I think, figured. So we are going to have to was, do a part four for part November. Four. Part four. Because I just looked at, well, here's the thing. I looked at November. It's like, all right, console releases. And there's exactly. a ton of games listed there. Yep. So, yeah. so yeah. we're going to have to do a we part four. We got through a lot today, this. though. In true 2020 fashion, this series is going to go longer end. than you expected it to. Mm, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, with that, um, oh, go ahead, please. I just, but but I know we owe you guys a pre-show. So Steve, even if you got to disappear, Derek, do you want to hang out for a little bit and chat? Yeah. Well, no, well I worry about that later, as we still have to do a conclusion. Ash, not a pre-show, a post-show. Sorry. Let's let's end the episode sorry? off first. <laughs> yeah. So oh, of uh, course, yeah. No, I just yeah. No, no. Fair enough. Of course. Yeah, yeah. That that about wraps it up for apparently what is part three of of now a four part series of last year tonight. Uh, join us at some <laughs> unspecified date for the fourth and presumably final episode, but who knows? Maybe we'll go into extra innings. Something will happen. Maybe someone will cite an insurrection at GVG and we'll just have to pause things for a while. I don't know. But what I do know is that this episode is over and uh, it could not be made possible without all of you amazing patrons. Uh, we appreciate you all so much. Remember, there are just 10 days left to get the founder status at patreon.com slash gvgaming. If you're watching the YouTube video on demand version, if you're in the live audience, of course, you're already a founder. Uh, but we have to give an extra special thank you to our patrons at the producer tier. And beyond that, we have a list of executive producers that I am going to call out because I love you all so much and we appreciate each and every one of your contributions uh, <laughs> that make shows like last year tonight, which is definitely not just TNT with a different logo, possible. <laughs> and those fine <laughs> folks include Rob, Arman X, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Adam O'Sullivan, Floating Mew, Christopher, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kieran Phillips, Benny Yao, my mom. Hi, mom. Geller, Shiny Turkey, Titus Malvolio, Jake Pelka, Michael Phone, our sponsor for this episode, Mitchell Herring, Game Explain, Charles Zaz, Andrew Medeiros, Jonathan Belmare, Kitty Kongfax, Patrick Harrison, Scott Barber, Evernight Studio, Rocks the Cat, Loyal Dingo, The Pun Master, Azran127, Phantom23, Sean Garrett, Shadow the Cat, Guillaume Monet, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Orem M, Top Dog 23100, West Egg, Master Lynx, Sean Davis, Deneth, Coda, Lucky Wonderfish, Brandon Bovia, Super was great this week. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Octo Puppet, Charlie Bird, Matthew Wong, Ashish Joshi, Michael McCaw, Eric Flapjack Ashley, Jackson Jordan, Sky Blue Flames, Young Ben Kenobi, Hyrule Hermit, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Hugo J8A, Seth Walker, Dway, Makalau, Kenrule09, Hubi, Marcos Conchas, Wolf X Blake, and Moon Macarons, Demon Kid Zaraki, Spencer Katie, Leanne Mustafa, and Brooke. Like I said, remember, you can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you can watch Last Year Tonight or Today's News Tonight or whatever show this is live for as little as $5 a month. <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching. If you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. Until next time, good night and good vibes.
Bye, everyone. Good night, everybody.